another work term that you're going to need to know. So we've heard about quiet quitting. Um, we've heard of the the great resignation. We've heard of loud quitting. Now, uh, the latest term is the lazy girl job which I think has really um, bad name that could maybe create some misconceptions. Uh, this is probably a trend that you've seen all over social media, specifically TikTok. So this is a trend that involves people, typically women uh, in their 20s and 30s, kind of bragging about their really cushy and undemanding jobs. And the the term's originator says it's not about you being lazy or being a jerk at your job. It's that this job should be paying your bills and have so much work-life balance that you're feeling almost as if you're operating in a lazy state. So the lazy girl job. Uh, what are bosses doing about this and just how rampant is this trend? We're going to get into it right now with our guest who's director of Robert Half, an international human resources consulting firm, Tara Perry. Tara, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, Chelsea. Happy to be here. So I'm curious, Sarah, had you heard about this trend before? Is this something that you're seeing many more um, workers kind of leaning towards? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think... <laughs> I think what we're seeing, Chelsea, is some very clever marketing mm. on social media. Uh, I think things like lazy girl jobs, bare minimum Mondays, um, I, I think quiet quitting, we used to just call that phoning it in yeah. or having a job versus a career. I think you've just got some really creative people with a f platform um, in TikTok and in social media that they can they can get these new verbiage out there. Yeah, and you know, and ultimately get attention for it, right? But I think you're right. I mean, I think that trends like this have lasted for a really long time. And I think for me, what this seems to signal and highlight, and I'm curious if you agree with this, is it just, it's just more of us sort of coming to a different understanding about what our priorities are. And I think so many more people taking a step back and saying, you know, maybe my main priority in life isn't my job. And these are just different ways that we're approaching it and talking about it. Do you think that's sort of in essence what these are all about? I uh, 100% I agree with you. I um I think there is a reframing of what work looks like these days. Um and I think you know these sorts of platforms are just making it more known. It's providing a place for a conversation mm. about it. But I I think you know COVID and working from home and hybrid work models have really shifted what people's take is on what work looks like and what it should feel like and what they're prioritizing in life. Uh, so I totally agree with you on that one. But from the perspective of an employer, you know, you you want to try and motivate staff to keep to keep working and not necessarily taking a lazy approach. I mean, I think my concern for a term like this is that if it catches on, it sort of normalizes this idea of of phoning it in or being lazy at work. And you don't want that to, to be reflective of reality, especially if you're an employer. How do you deal with that if you're seeing more of your employees I, leading into it? Oh my gosh, you and I are very aligned in our <laughs> thinking on this. I, I, It makes me sad because I want people to have pride yeah. in their work. You know, like you want to take, you are probably proud of what you do and how you do it and the quality that you do it with. And and so my fear for some of these people that buy into these trends is um, that their career 
takes a hit because they're perceived as not caring mm-hmm. about the quality of their work. And and so I think in my brain, how I've started to sort it out is the difference between having a job and having a career. Hmm. And I think when you have a job, it's just something you do in order to make ends meet, whereas a career tends to be something that you take pride in and build on. And so as a manager, you want to try and hire people who see the job you're looking to fill. They see that as more than just a means to an end. They see it as something that they can take pride in and build on. I think if you're finding yourself in a situation where, you know, you're really relating to these trends, you you might need to think about what what could be next for you, don't you think? And maybe if you do find yourself uh, in, in a job, maybe you should be thinking I about totally a career. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, I, I think, so our research shows part of this is very generational, which wouldn't be surprising even anecdotally. Okay, yeah. But the research actually shows that... Um, you know, it, it, when we canvass the marketplace right now, over 40% of employees have said that they will look for a job in the next six months. Mm, wow. When you, yeah, which seems really high, but then when you weigh that out, uh, just looking at the different generations in the workforce, it's inordinately high when you look at uh, Gen Z. I think it's upwards, I think it's pushing 70% of Gen Z workers have said they'll look for a job in the next six months. And and I think it's because when you look at that cohort, that's sort of 18 to 26 or late 20s, it's the newest entrance into the job market. Mm. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it. But once you get into the older generations, the baby boomers who are looking to leave or the Gen Xers who are well-established in their careers, those numbers start to drop and there's way more um, buy-in to the job that they're doing or the career that they have. And so some of these fads and phenomenons are just they're just not as relevant or prevalent in those generations. But I think what these terms can sometimes do and some of these trends is, you know, kind of paint these generations with all the same brush. And what you're describing makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're young, you're entering the workforce, you're kind of, you're skipping around and maybe moving from job to job as you navigate that. That's totally normal. But I think terms like this, the lazy girl job trend, especially because it emphasizes one gender over the other as being lazier than than men. Yeah, I, I, I think I take offense to that Me as too. much as anything about the term. <laughs> Me too. But I think it what it does is it makes then so many other people in the workforce go, well, they're really entitled and <laughs> therefore I don't like them because of this. I think that this makes sense to think about what your priorities are and maybe talk about the fact that maybe it's not always about work, but this seems like going about it in the really wrong way. And I think if, if people feel like this defines them, I would really encourage you uh, to question yourself mm-hmm. and then ask yourself, why are you doing this job? And so as a manager, when you're hiring people, you really want to get a sense of somebody's motivation um, and and make sure that you as an employer can can match that or meet that. I mean, gone are the days of an employer being able to just dictate to employees, mm-hmm. right? But that has changed. And I think most employers acknowledge that we're in a market that is very give and take because it is an employee-centric market, just the way the workforce is. But that doesn't mean that you get to just willy-nilly take a job, leave a job, 
do this, do that. But it will shift with time. I mean, the, the prime example you, is the millennial generation. I mean, we used to give them a, a lot of flack for, you know, they lack grit, they lack resilience, they change jobs <laughs> all the time. But, you know, that's the generation that now has young kids at home. And uh, over 40%, I I'm, might be a bit wrong in my numbers from our research, but well over 40% of millennials have said they would take a pay cut in order to have more flexibility in how they work. And if you had said that to the same people 10 years ago, they'd have laughed at us. Hmm. And so, you know, these, these, these fads, these trends, uh, bare minimum Monday and lazy girl jobs, they really are just a trend. And in 10 years, the same people are going to have shifted their priorities and will have figured out where and what and how they want to invest their time and hopefully like you and I they take some pride in the careers that they've chosen and feel like it's a place they can invest themselves in. Tara I think you make some excellent points and one that I want to just expand on a little bit more was talking about how employers and managers need to realize that they can't just dictate responsibilities to an employee a young employee probably anyone is there anything else here that Piggy, from this trend, from this lazy girl job trend, that you can suggest that maybe managers need to be thinking about in order to try to manage younger generations a little bit better, knowing that this is the way that maybe some people are approaching their job? Yeah, I, I you know, going back to our multi-generational workforce research that uh, we did, uh, Gen Z, again, if we look at that demographic specifically, well over 40% of Gen Z workers want to be able to work where they want, when they want, and how they want to. But then over 50% of Gen Z workers have also said they're afraid that the remote work environment will hinder their career opportunities. So they want people to be back in the office more so that they have coaching, mentoring, and guidance. So they want to have their cake and eat it too, uh, which makes me laugh a little bit, but I see where they're coming from. So as a manager, as an employer, I think we need to be mindful about what does flexibility mean to you as an employer and be very clear about how you communicate that to your teams and to your staff, and then give lots of opportunity for that mentoring, coaching, and guiding, even when it is a remote work scenario, or maybe it is a hybrid scenario. So when people are in office, you really make that time meaningful for them. Uh, And so as a manager uh, and an employer, I think it's about communication. And I think it's about being very clear on what the business needs are um, and what how the business is going to function and what does flexibility mean for us as an employer and then ensure that you bring employees along with you through that journey and that you give them what they need in terms of time and space but also mentoring coaching guiding and and sort of parameters if you will Tara some great thoughts thank you so much for sharing your insight on this really appreciate your time today
No, thanks for having me. It's a fun conversation to have. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I hope this term goes away. <laughs> Thank you yeah, so much, Tara. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. That's Tara Perry, director of Robert Half, which is an international human resources consulting firm, talking about this new trend that you've maybe seen on TikTok, maybe not. It's called the lazy girl job trend. And basically it consists of uh, women, primarily women in their 20s and 30s, bragging about their cushy, undemanding gig. And the idea of it is to resist it, the, the creator of this term said that this is a form of resistance against capitalist society that profits off you staying at your job longer than you need to and doing more work than you're paid for.